Hello again and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with RJ. If this is your first time listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe and follow so you know exactly when we release brand new episodes. This show is going to be talking and focusing on the topic of equality. I'm going to be talking about quote unquote feminists, the LGBTQ plus community, or as other people like to fondly nickname them, the alphabet community. And I'm going to be talking about members of the black community. I'm going to say that for last because maybe some people might not see where I'm going with this subject, but I'm talking about equality. First, I want to give a a statement to say I do not support any form of supremacy where one culture, one race, one group is above another. I don't support that. I believe in being equal when we're talking about respect. It is okay for people to have different beliefs, different views, different opinions on matters, but I believe in equality. And I believe it's unfair for people to, to, to hide behind the guise of equality when they actually want supremacy. Let's start with feminist. Originally, the feminist movement was about women getting equal rights, women having equality to that of men. Now, for the longest time, people have been talking about the big pay gap. This, they've been pushing this narrative that women are significantly paid less for doing the same jobs that men do. But when people who have completely debunked this concept again and again, they're showing that they that very often is the case that women who have the same exact titles as men do not as a whole it is more let me restate that it is significantly less common for a woman to do exactly the equal work as a male does in the same exact uh, uh, job now the exception to that rule would be you know police officers uh firefighters special forces they have pretty much made it to where you have to meet the standard whether you're male or female so if you are a firefighter you got to do the exact same stuff as as your counterparts of of you know the male counterparts so there is equality there um there is equality and responsibility in the police department so it's it's like that so if they aren't getting paid equally for that then that is you know on the department that's not on the the society because i've seen many chiefs of police who were women and i've seen many um uh, captains and chiefs in uh various firehouses who were also women so being promoted is definitely not one of those things that's a problem in the overall organization of firefighter you know first responders etc it could be the company specifically or the group specifically yes but that's a case-by-case basis now when we're talking about equality i'm so sick and tired of hearing all these quote-unquote feminists going up there and saying oh yes we need to be treated equally we need equal pay we're we're significantly paid under uh, paid less well the hardest jobs which actually pay the most like engineering uh like construction jobs the labor jobs are significantly um though excuse me the majority of those jobs are occupied by males very like the mind the significant minority in those jobs are female that's why there's a big pay difference is because the majority of the work is done by males same thing in the infantry in the military 
and whether regardless of what branch of the military in the majority of infantry are males because females don't want to they they tend to not want to do that i know that they were not allowed to for the longest point in in um the united states but now they're allowed to but still there hasn't been a significant jump in you know in women being in the infantry you know like talking about my opinion on whether or not women should be in the infantry that's a whole different story i just think that you know the way society looks at in the infantry or let me just give a kind of a nutshell case can women do infantry jobs absolutely is it possible for them to do the the equal stuff that men do in in being able to be tactically uh um, necessary or tactically effective is a better term i believe they could do i think it's a good idea no i don't think it's a good idea why because when you're in the infantry just like really any branch of service where you're 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 in a dangerous position you become very close to your comrades to your your brothers and sisters in uniform you start to see them as brothers and sisters of you in uniform so traditionally you roughhouse with your brothers you fight with your brothers you you're tough with your brothers your brothers can handle yourself that's really the narrative and for those of you guys who are out there who've never served a day in the military and never put on that uniform in real i'm not talking about jrtc in high school that's nothing I'm talking about a real legitimate, you were in combat. You were at war wearing this uniform. It's a whole different culture. You know your brothers can handle themselves. With your sisters, you're more protective over them. It's not about them being weak. You're not, you don't think they're weaker than you. They're just specially, they're very special to you because we, we look at our sisters differently, not as weaker vessels, but something more sacred. Women are sacred to us. So we we are more willing to risk our lives and take a bullet for one of our sisters that we respect and love because they're more special. Just like any father out there who looks at his daughter, she will be treated more, uh, much more differently than the son would. It's not saying one's more important than the other. It's just there's a different type of sacred that is applied to each child. So that's really how it looks like the brothers while they're sitting there in, in combat if they had a, a, a female in their platoon in a war zone they're more likely to pay attention and you know be more protective over their sisters than their brothers which if they're pay, you can only pay attention to so many places if all your attention is focused on your sister or the majority of your uh, attention is focused on your sister you're not putting the necessary attention that you should be putting on a certain area or sector of focus, which is where the enemy could very well come from. And if you're if you're paying all your attention to your sister, you're going to end up losing somebody. And it's often not you. It's often somebody else as a result of you not paying attention. That's often the case in combat. Accidents don't always kill you. Accidents often kill somebody else. That's why I don't think it's a good idea. Plus, if people are dating, which is very, it's very looked down upon. If, if you're dating within the, in the same group like that, in the same platoon, it's looked down upon because romantic interests can cause distractions. If you guys are fighting, you guys might not be able to pay attention to, you know, uh, to the mission at hand. You might not be able to focus at hand. You might be mad at each other. So you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So it complicates a lot of things. Also, if if one member leaves 
you know like let's say there's a female in there she decides to leave one guy she's broken up with him and she starts dating another guy in the platoon now there's a rivalry there most likely now that can there's that can happen in a number of situations but it's significantly less likely to happen with uh with someone in the gay community as opposed to a heterosexual community it's just i'm not knocking it i'm just saying it is what it is that's less likely to happen i had some uh some buddies in the military who were gay and you don't really see that kind of uh that kind of occurrence where they're, they're, the drama of a relationship is there amongst gay people it usually it's rare significantly rare but when you have women you know in platoons that are in combat groups and small groups like that drama follows very often not because of the women but because of the nature of the relationship people are immature at times they cause drama it is what it is if you're looking for me to be politically correct you might as well shut this episode off i'm not going to be i'm speaking my mind i'm tired of sitting here and walking on eggshells and saying what other people think that i should say because i didn't fight for being censored i went to war to defend free speech equality is the focus of this episode so i used all i talked about all that stuff to say yes i believe women can do a number of things that men can do and i believe men can do a number of things women can do but there are certain things that women can do that men cannot and vice versa women are able to love in a way men could never love it's just true women have a very unique way of seeing people of nurturing people that men can only seek to emulate and men have a way of protecting people that only men can do i'm not saying that they that women can't be protective i'm saying that there's a unique role that men and a unique role that women play and the two are meant to work together to balance each other out which is the 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 sense of yin yang they're meant to you they're meant to work together and balance each other out now one of the things that we keep finding often is that these quote-unquote feminists are out there saying that they want equality when they want superiority you're seeing all these feminists out there saying, oh, when a man comes up to you, if he's not willing to pay for everything, lose him. How is that equality? That's not equality. That is superiority. Women, according to statistics, women are, uh, uh, the statistics that I've found say that one in five crimes are committed by women. In California, that statistic reigns true. One in five crimes are committed by women. But in the state of California, there are only two prisons dedicated to housing women. But there are 37 prisons dedicated to housing men. So if we're going to stick true to the statistic that one in five crimes are committed by women, that means that there should be seven prisons at least dedicated to housing women. Why are there only two? Because women very often are excused with a slap on the wrist when they commit the same crimes that men do. They do significantly less time in a state prison or county jail than a male does. Very often is the case that if a woman commits a crime and she has a child, she can plead to the judge and say, Your Honor, I'm sorry, you know, I have a child. Please don't take me for my child. The judge can look at her and say, Look, I'm going to give you probation. Just don't do it again. Please stop. Your kid needs you. But if a male were to do that exact same thing and get arrested and he says, Your Honor, I have a son or I have a daughter who needs me. Please don't arrest me. Please don't send me to jail. Give me another chance. The judge is most likely going to say, 
you should have thought about that before you committed the crime. You let your kids down. So there's a very big bias. If a person gets stopped by a police officer, let's say that police officer is a male. That police officer is more likely to let go of a beautiful female who got caught speeding than a male who could be handsome. That cop is more likely to let a woman go because she smiles and and you know uh, unbuttons her top her top button or whatever the case may be. Women have their ways of getting out of tickets. Men have their ways of getting out of tickets. But the thing is, is that we see statistically, men are more likely to get a traffic ticket than women. So, what's another thing about feminism that uh, that I have a problem with, or the the uh, uh, the appearance of feminism with which I have a problem? If a woman chooses to have an abortion, the narrative is that it's her body, her choice. No one has a right to tell her what she needs to do with her body. If she wants to go abort a baby, that's her choice, and she has that right to do that. That is the narrative. Yet, if she chooses to abort this child, if the husband or the father of that child does, does actually wants that child, he has no say in it, because it's her body. But if she chooses to have that baby, the father of the baby has no say over his own bank account. He is obligated and they're going to take every cent they can get. The state is going to take every cent they can get or however she goes about it. The fact is he is going to be obliged to pay child support. They're going to come after his uh, his tax returns if he's uh, if he's delinquent. They're going to come after his car. They'll come after any way to get money for him to take care of that baby. So he has no choice in the matter. He has no say in the matter. How is that equality? If it's her body, her choice, shouldn't the narrative of equality be his money, his choice? If he doesn't want the child, he should be able to opt out. If we're going to talk about being fair, am I saying it's right? No, a male should take care of his child. But let's say if we're going to be fair, just in, take your emotions out of this. Just look at it from the perspective of equality. If she has the right to say my body, my choice, the father should have the, the right as well to say, my money, my choice. I should be able to opt out of raising the child just as you can opt out of, of giving birth to a human. You can kill a fetus. I don't have to pay for it. How is an abortion more noble than a deadbeat father? Which is, you notice the terms. These are the terms we call fathers who don't pay child support, deadbeat dads. But a woman who chooses to have an abortion, there's no negative term attached to that. She's not a baby murderer. She's not a, a fetus murderer. She's a brave woman who made a difficult decision. Look how nobilized that term is. That's not equality. That's superiority. Do you really wanna know why the Me Too movement failed because there were lots of women out there who were legitimate victims who came out and started talking about these powerful men who took advantage of them they reported them and they got responses they got they got uh, um, they got justice for who was taking advantage and hurting them but then there was a lot of other women who came forward and had a bias or had a vendetta against their boss or ex-boyfriends that were in authority figures or 
or somebody that they they thought they deserved a promotion or some some type of vendetta that was not true they abused the Me Too movement to destroy the lives of, of men who may have been dogs but did nothing illegal to them or did nothing un- business-wise uh, business unethical. It was abused. We get, So many men have been fired for giving a simple compliment, even a harmless compliment to a woman in the workplace. Men are more often walking on eggshells in the workplace because they're afraid of what a woman would say if they gave a compliment or they said something that was taken the wrong way. Yet a woman can make any compliment she wants essentially these days. And if you report it to HR, they're gonna be like, it's, it's not a big deal. She didn't mean it that way. It's more justified when, when a woman says something. On, on average, there's always an exception, but on average, the common narrative is that women can't sexually harass you it's rare they'll have to do a lot more to do that but a man can say oh wow i love your pants those look great and he's fired the same day (laughs) he if he comes up and side hugs somebody or or puts a hand on his shoulder or gives flowers to somebody just because they look like they weren't having a good day he can get fired but the same is not true if it was if the roles were changed why is it that women can get away with so many things that men can't? Isn't that not? Isn't that inequality? If we're looking for equality, it should be equality regardless of what sex you are. Next, you want to? I want to talk about um, the LGBTQ plus community. When I was growing up, being gay was something that. Like, like what they wanted most is equality. They wanted to be accepted for who they were. That was the big narrative. Look, just this is who I am. Accept me. Just accept me for who I am. Don't judge me. That's how it used to be. And that was the end of that narrative. This is who I am. Please accept me for who I am. Now it's this is who I am. If you don't like it, you're a homophobe. You're a bigot. You're racist. You're conservative. You're this, you're that. They immediately demonize you for having a different opinion. That's not equality. That's superiority. They used to be, it's okay to be who you are. I I just ask that you accept who I am. That's it. Now they're creating, so many people are creating these new genders. In fact, I can't tell you how many times I've seen on TikTok or or YouTube, how many different genders people are creating. They're defining new genders almost daily and they're confusing themselves because nobody wants a label, yet they want a label. So they're saying, oh, uh, my name is uh, my name is Courtney, for example, and my pronouns are they, them. The very definition of they and them is one or two or one or excuse me, two or more people. You're talking to one person. If they're saying I'm people, that's called schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder. That's a mental condition. You were enabling someone to have a men- to uh, to assume they have a mental condition. Like these things should be scientifically defined. Whatever happened to equality amongst people saying, this is who I am, please accept it. If you don't, that's okay, but 
this is me. Now, if you don't accept it, you're a bigot. You're getting canceled. You're losing your job. You're losing all these things. How is it that people of the alphabet community are able to say whatever they want on social media without getting canceled, without any backlash? They can, like, I've used an example in a previous episode. They have all these different flags. They have the, 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 the gay pride flag and they have the transgender community flag. What if I were to create the straight flag and walk out and just start saying, proud to be straight, proud to be straight. I would get so much backlash from the LGBTQ plus community and people who are sympathizers with them. And often it's the people who are sympathizers who go way, way more like they gave, they go way beyond the call of duty just to show people, look, see, I support the community. Why is it okay for one person to do it or one community to do it, but I can't? Why is it okay for people to be proud to be gay, but it's not okay for me to be proud to be straight? Why is it okay for these teachers to brainwash our children into believing that they don't have to be what they were designed and what they are genetically created as, as male or female? Why is that okay for teachers to spew their propaganda in my kid's mind and I have no say over it? And there's really no action I can do, even though there is Supreme Court law saying that teachers are not allowed by federal law and constitutional law to overstep the moral boundaries of parents. That is written by the United States Supreme Court. Teachers are not allowed to displace parents. They're not allowed to uh, uh, overstep boundaries of education what they're doing is illegal federally illegal but no one's pressing charges even though parents are trying to press charges they're not getting any action because all these politicians are being biased toward that agenda why is it that they can go out and talk about gay pride and and non-binary transgender etc that whole narrative of stuff yet the minute you try talking about god you lose your job if you're a teacher The minute you try going in there and praying in public in a school, you lose your job. If you invite students to Bible study, you lose your job. Why can one side talk about their beliefs and views, but the other side can't? How is that equality? I want equality. If you can do it, I should be able to do it. Lastly, I'm going to talk about members of the black community, my ethnic group. I am so sick and tired of hearing members of my ethnic community do white jokes and white jokes and white jokes and they're always stereotypical jokes but the minute a black or excuse me a white comedian does black jokes they're calling racist and this and that and it's immediately a racist thing or let's say a white person is in public and gets in a disagreement or an altercation not even a physical altercation it's an argument it's a verbal altercation with a white person a black person i'm sure just about every one of us have experienced this seeing it almost immediately the very common thing that happened although it is not fair but the very common thing that happened is that the black person would immediately identify the the white person's race quote unquote they'll say something to the effect of i will beat your little white butt up and they're not they're not classified as a racist for saying that 
Why do they need to bring race into it anyway? Maybe the white person didn't see race. Maybe they just saw an idiot in their opinion. So they were addressing an idiot in their opinion. And the black person was addressing an idiot in their opinion. There was no need to identify race. But very often is the case, members of the black community will bring out race in a situation like that. I will slap your white ba- a white butt all over this place or like get your white butt over there. And then they start using racial slurs, but nobody says, oh, that's racist, that's not okay. No, people will shut up. Why? Because the narrative is blacks can't be racist or they're just retaliating for all the slavery that, that 400 years of slavery that they went through. But let one white person say, you people, just that. You people always immediately, oh, you're a Nazi, you're racist. Why is there a double standard? I am for racial equality, not racial superiority. Racism is bad regardless of what the color of your skin is. And if you really want to talk about slavery, every race on this earth has been in slaves. Blacks do not have a monopoly on slavery. There were almost as many black slave owners as there were white slave owners back in that time. No race has a monopoly on slavery. Jews were slaves. Uh, Arabians were slaves. Persians were slaves. Uh, Romans were slaves. Back in the slave times on American soil, there were even white slaves. Yeah, you don't hear about that in school. You won't hear about the black slave owners in school. It's true. People need to stop justifying something when it's done by one group of people and then condemning it when it's done against another. We have all these people talking about pro pro Rona, you know, talking about the virus. They're pro that and pro vax and all this other stuff pro that. But let somebody speak against it. Even if they have scientific evidence to back up what they're saying, they have documented proof, eyewitness accounts, all this mountain of evidence, they get canceled. It's time for us to start fighting back. I don't, like, I've told this to many people before, if I had a KKK organization marching down the street demonstrating and people started coming out there to try to assault them and stop them from doing that, I would do my best to stand between the two groups to say this is their right just like it was ours when we did the one the one million man march they want to abuse their right it's still their right to do it i'm not saying it's right but it is their right to exercise free speech is not always something you're going to enjoy hearing i say that a lot the thing is is that we need to stand up and stop letting people control what we say and how we feel Look at Netflix, the the giant, the media mogul. They've lost so many. They've lost like 200,000 subscribers because people are getting sick and tired of this quote unquote woke stuff. The woke media, these transgenders having babies and pushing the, the, the agenda. Think about it. If the majority of America really wanted to see that, they would be thriving, but they're losing because the majority of America doesn't want that. Nobody wants to be ambushed with your ideas. We know what we want to watch. We know what we believe. We know what we want to see. So stop forcing your garbage on us. You don't want us to, you don't want us forcing our beliefs on you. Don't force your beliefs on us, especially not our children. Kids are growing up now confused. They wouldn't have, if their teachers would have focused on education, 
but teachers are focusing on trying to confuse a child into believing that even though this child is straight or doesn't even know who he is because they're not thinking about girls or boys right now or who they're attracted to they're not thinking about that they're thinking about trying to figure out who they are they're trying to figure out uh, educational problems and stuff like that why are they manipulating them to believe in something that they're not more and more kids are growing up with identity crisis and they're stressing out they have they shouldn't be so it's time for everybody else to rise up and fight back i'm not talking about violently destroying stuff i'm talking about use your voices get out there and tell them that you're not going to let them censor you speak your mind but in the same aspect respect the opinions of other people you don't have to agree with them but you have to acknowledge that they have a right to their opinion so stop fighting for superiority fight for equality defend right when it's right condemn wrong when it's wrong regardless of the color of your skin stand up people are probably going to hate you for it but people are going to respect you for being honest and having integrity to say what you honestly believe there are two types of people in the world there are puppets and then there are puppeteers who are you Thank you so much for spending time with me on Real Talk with RJ, signing out.